Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and on this episode, we're joined by my mom, Debbie, to talk about her recommendations for teaching writing. This can be a tough subject, but don't worry, what she has to share will be encouraging. Before we begin, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. You can check out a free demo of their 4.0 version of the curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, hi everybody. I was just saying the first time that we just got back from Nashville, teach them diligently um, at their homeschool convention. It was not our first convention of the year, but our second one. We had an awesome time. Uh, and if you have not been to a homeschool convention, maybe in a year or two, or if you were contemplating on whether you should go or not, you should go. It was awesome just sitting across from other homeschoolers, standing across the table from other homeschoolings, homeschoolers. Uh, Abby says she still can't hear. Is that? I think it should be on her. Everyone else is saying they can. Abby, maybe try re- reloading it and see if it works for you then. Okay. Well, I'll just talk here for a few minutes. Um, but uh, we're the overarching, uh, or or yeah, I guess overarching overarching comment was predominant comment was all the moms who came up and said we love your show, but we really like Debbie best, uh, and so. Uh, I know you said like nice little things about Ben and I, but I know you were just feeling sorry for us. Um, but so they said, when are you going to have Debbie on? You even knew that she was going to talk about writing. Uh, cause you said, some of you said you, she said she was going to talk about writing. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And so Debbie, we're going to talk about writing. So why don't you just start by kind of giving us an overview on your thoughts about teaching writing and the, maybe the, the reasons behind it um, for school. All right. Um, I mean, I think writing is one of the more important subjects, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I think it's the hardest one for me to teach personally next to science, but um, I do feel like one of my goals and one of, one of the things I think is most important long-term is that your kids are able to communicate well as adults and whether that's verbally or through writing. Um, So I guess when I say writing, I know grammar and spelling are part of that, but I I guess I'm focusing in more on, um, you know, writing, like writing a paragraph or a letter or a paper or that kind of thing when I say writing versus just grammar in general. I assume that's what everyone else is thinking, but that's what um, I'm thinking. Okay. So, I mean, I had um, six boys and two girls. And um, so I don't know if this is other people's experience. I guess it would just depend on what type of child you have. But I feel like it was it's harder to get my boys to write than it was my girls. But I know there's, you know, a lot of guys who like to write too. So that may not be across the board. But I felt like it was it was a very challenging thing to teach. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I mean, uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you think? I mean, obviously, I think it can also be a very frustrating subject to teach. I'm sure you mentioned it. You know that you find it pretty difficult. What would you say? Uh, why do you think that is? Why do you think so many moms find it frustrating to teach? Well, in my opinion, writing's kind of an open-ended subject for one thing. It's not like a math formula, you know. It's um, it's kind of just open-ended. And so to me, that's kind of hard. I think it's also hard because it's... You mean that, Debbie, that it's not like you can grade it easily. You either 
you know, you got A, B, C, and D right. Uh, it's bigger. It's well, I mean, I don't know. I guess it just you, you have to be really careful when you're trying to encourage kids to write because if you make it all about the mechanics, you're going to kill their desire to even write because if you sit and say, well, you didn't spell this right and you should have had a period here and this should have been capitalized, it kind of takes away, you know, any joy in writing. And so um, from that standpoint, but I also, I don't know why I think it's hard to teach. I just do. Well, do you think, I mean, even I can remember like in seminary, I would write this paper and my professor you know, I would labor over it and he would say my margins were too narrow or my bibliography was incorrect. And it just made me mad. I thought he didn't even care what I wrote. And it really kind of soured me on the whole idea of like, all they care about is if I, you know, mm -hmm. do the right formulas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, some kids are just um, kids of few words. So like when you say, mm -hmm. here, write something about this, they just literally think it's like worse than pulling teeth. Like they, they cannot think of one single sentence to write. And so it just feels a lot of times very laborious. And um, I mean, it takes time. It's not a quick subject. It feels like it's going to take a while to work through um, that. And so, yeah, I just think it's a more challenging one for me, not, not necessarily for everyone, but, and I, and I, I don't mind writing and I love English and I love grammar and spelling. It's just the actual writing process sometimes. Right, it's right. hard. So I know this is really what the moms want to know. And I see some questions already and we'll have to answer those, but um, you know, so what's worked for you and maybe what hasn't worked for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll name a few things, but um you know, I haven't tried everything, so I'm just going to stick with the ones we've used and the ones we haven't used, I'm sure are wonderful, but <laughs> I just don't know. So Ben, we'll start with you. You, um, you were one of those kids that wanted to do something pretty perfectly the first time. So when we started actual writing with you, um, I'm not talking handwriting, I'm talking writing content, you felt paralyzed because you didn't want to write a sentence if you didn't know ahead of time everything was going to be spelled perfectly. So you felt really stymied by that. Um, so for you, I tried um, Andrew Pudua's Institute for Excellence in Writing program, as it's commonly known for IEW. And for you, it was really helpful because it was formulaical, or is that a word? I don't know. Yeah, formulaic yeah so like it took you from not being able to write one sentence and by the end of the year you were able to write pair multiple paragraphs and do a good job because it gave you a very precise structure right. and a how-to formula to take a subject matter and write about it but um i would say iew is really good in that situation. So for someone who doesn't feel like they even know how to write a sentence, I think it's a helpful program, but it's gonna mostly teach them how to take something someone else has written and then create a keyword outline and then write it again in their own words. But you're basically, you're not creative writing or writing from what you wanna talk about or anything. You're just taking what someone else has written in the beginning years it eventually gets to that down the road but um and so that worked for 
several of my guys it helped and it's nice for the mom because you put in a dvd or do it online probably now but and he's teaching it you know but the mom really does need to know what's going on because you're going to have to help them check their work and you're going to have to know his system to be able to carry it out so it is still i would say somewhat labor intensive as the mom um and so then my daughter came along our third child and she was writing books probably from the time she could read. I don't remember. I mean, she just loved to write stories. So when I pulled out IEW for her, it did not work. It felt very constricting um, and very um, too structured. So for her, um, we found um, one called Learn to Write the Novel Way. And it really, really helped her because she loved to write stories and fiction. It really helped her learn um, what's all involved in that, how to keep your characters, you know, congruent and all these things from start to finish. It, you ended up with a novel. There's another one more popular than that one called the one year adventure novel, which is a lot bigger, a lot more involved. It's much more online. There's a whole group of other students you can talk to. We just didn't go that route. She just wanted something she could plug through on her own um, that way. And it was really helpful. And she thought it was great. Um, another one we looked at have used is called EIW, which is Essentials in Writing. And it's similar to IEW in that you watch a video and then you go do what he teaches. But the difference I would say between the two is the second one, EIW, Essentials in Writing, He's teaching you how to write from scratch. So, you know, he's going to teach you how to do like uh, a bubble diagram where you come up with your main thought and then you go off of that. Or he teaches you different ways to structure what your thoughts are. He teaches you how to write a persuasive or how to write a narrative, you know, various forms. And it's always something that you want to write about. So that's the main difference. And I think. I think it's been fairly effective and, and um, pretty good. Um, but another one that I really like for high school level is this one. I don't know if you can see it. It's called The Power in Your Hands by Sharon Watson. Um, and this one is, I think she was a homeschool mom. And my daughter that loved to write fiction also went through this. And she thought it was fantastic. Um, and it caused her to have to write a lot of other things besides fiction. So she had to write different types of essays, a newspaper type style, biographies, um, you know, letters and opinion articles. And it also taught her how to um, do a lot of uh, proofreading type stuff. So I feel like that program's really, really good for high school. Um, in addition to some of the others. So I think those would be the main ones. Um, I don't really start that very early though. I'm not a big one to make them learn, do a writing program in elementary. We just read a lot and have them read. One thing I did do with my youngest two boys when they were like, I would say upper elementary, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have them write sooner than that, you can, unless it's a huge source of frustration and they're just not ready. I wouldn't push it, I'd wait. But one year I just, um, I found an app called Paper Blanks, I believe. Um, and every day it just gave us a one line little starter. 
and I would, and if I didn't like it, you can just prompt for a new one. And so I would just say something to them. I'd say, okay, get out your journals. And I let them each pick out a fun journal and they had to answer the one line prompt. And it was super simple. I did not look at what they wrote. I did not, um, you know, edit it. I didn't correct it. I didn't do anything. I just let them do that each day just so they got comfortable with it's okay to just write whatever you're thinking. I didn't even care if it was complete sentences, honestly. I just wanted them to feel comfortable with writing. Um, and then what they didn't know is at the end of the year, I took both journals and I went through every single page and wrote down every word they misspelled <clears throat> into a spelling app. Um, and a spelling app that you can create your own lists. So I gave them all personalized lists that year from all the words I knew they didn't know how to spell because they had misspelled them all. So I feel like that's, that is really, I think one of the best ways to, to um, apply spelling is when you're actually writing, you know, to, to, um, cause you don't really need to practice words you already know. But so anyway, that's a side note, but I think those would probably be the top ones I would say. I know there's a lot of others out there. I've never used writing strands or some of those other popular ones. So I can't really say much about those. Real quick, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile. They have a new version of their curriculum, which launched late last year, that had a ton of new features, including interactive sketch modes, so your child can work out the problem right within the program. It also includes new animations, audio, grade dating, and search features, and a bunch of new stickers. It still works on computers, tablets, and smartphones, so you can take it anywhere. You can go check out a free demo of 4.0 over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Well, that was, yeah, I mean, I think those are all great suggestions. And one of the, you kind of briefly mentioned at the end, but Heather said, what do you suggest for boys who are really not, in, are not really interested? Journaling, story starters, and then obviously you just mentioned that. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, do you think there's anything to, you know, trying, if you know your child's into something, trying to work it around that, um, let them, you know, like I was thinking the other day, like, you know, about games or whatever. And I know I was listening to someone and he said he loved to write because he was writing guides on how to do certain things in a game, you know, and that got him into writing. Uh, I think, yeah, trying to find something that actually captures the interest a little bit, kind of like reading, honestly, in a way would probably exactly. be. I was going to say that same thing exactly with reading. Anything you can get them to care enough to write about or read about, go for it. There's no right or wrong. I would pick anything that piques their interest a little bit even, you know, or maybe it's something they're trying to talk you into. Mom and dad, I want to buy a Xbox or a whatever. And, you know, make them write down why they think that, you know, whatever, whatever you can use to motivate them to care what about, about. What about the, the uh, avenue for writing? Because I know sometimes even when we tell our kids, oh, you know, I need to write a thank you note. And they're like, I can't write a thank you note. I don't know how to write a thank you note. And we'd say, why don't you just text it to us and we'll, you know, print it out or then you can write, you can copy that. What about the difference between writing in a computer format or on, on a keyboard versus a handwritten with lines on the paper? Yeah. I mean, I think all those options are okay. I mean, obviously if you have a kid who's college bound for sure, then you're going to have to, you know, be a little more, whatever aggressive in high school out what all's allowed in that way but yeah even just recently as this year my kids are in middle school my youngest two boys um having to come up with their own thank you note is feels hard to them still so i will have them verbalize it to me sometimes and then i'll 
um, I might type it up as they're telling me and then I will print it out and then they will copy it in their own handwriting and do it. Or um, other times I'll have them sit at the computer and type up whatever they want to say. It feels somehow for a boy, especially a lot less laborious than writing it all out to just be able to type it and keyboarding you know, is a great skill for them to learn at the same time. So I wouldn't probably have them do that unless they're also learning how to type somewhat correctly. But just, that's my opinion. Um, you're pretty fast, Todd, with Hunt and Peck. But yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, so I think those are all, they're still, um, they're still useful, even if you feel like it's not truly writing on their own yet. It's still a step. And the more comfortable they get with it, whatever avenue you use, you know, eventually you'll get there. Well, how do you get past it, Debbie? I know that and maybe you're not past this. Where you know, a mom, their child hands you something, and you're like, yeah, you know, you're illiterate, and and you've even said that to me at times, probably because I can't spell anything. Because um, yeah. I know, you know, when you are a speller, when you are, when you know how things work together, you know, in a um, like say they don't sound as illiterate to me, but they sound more illiterate to you. How do you get past that, you know, or not just freak out and think, oh, man, I've, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I, the, the, you know, the, there's no hope for them. Well, I usually prefer to freak out and think that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response because it, ugh, it just feels so frustrating. And like, are you kidding me? Like, how can you not know what a complete sentence is at this point? So, um, I think a really good tool is for them to read it aloud, either to you or to themselves, because when you read it back, you hear, you, it's, mm -hmm. it's easier to hear. Half the time, like for our recent experience <clears throat> with an unnamed child who's old enough to know better, um, honestly, I felt like it was, she just didn't really care. She didn't care about what I was asking her to do. She didn't care about what the assignment was. So she just didn't try very hard, you mm -hmm. know? And if I would have just not freaked out and instead of just, it takes time again, though, I have to, I don't usually help her with school. So that meant I had to add that to my day and sit down with her and go through every single solitary sentence and explain, you know, talk through why that doesn't work, why it's, a, you know, it's just, it's a pain. <laughs> and sometimes don't you think that, I mean, like, especially if you have a child doing it on their own, you know, because, yeah. you know, it's not like she's very capable and doing lots of other things. But when you're reading these writing things and they're talking about, I don't even know these, you know, like uh, incomplete sentences and they're using terminology, you can kind of get lost in it. And you think, I don't even know what they're asking. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's what where I wanted to say, you know, sometimes there are kids just write like you talk, you know, you know, does it sound right to say man go to the school bus you know it doesn't sound right what does sound right how would you say it you know yeah yeah and i think i think you can teach someone to write decently even if they don't know every part of speech like mm -hmm. you don't you don't have to necessarily know what a dangling participle is participle is to you know or that you shouldn't end a sentence with a preposition or or, you know, whatever with, or I don't know, there's just lots of those things. But I think, again, when you just work through it with them and read it aloud to them, you can slant it for them to hear why it sounds mm -hmm. wrong, even if they don't know what every part of speech is. That is, and it's hard too, because technically writing, I mean, well, some of it is for you 
and often the case is it's not going to be really for you. I mean, you're writing for others generally. And so it does involve others. And it is one of those things where it's math. It's like you are doing it kind of on your own, or at least it is very concrete. But with this, it is all about trying to communicate in a way that makes sense. And uh, that was one of my questions was, you know, editing and kind of teaching that, especially at the older level, because like that is where I am. I think I can write, but not without editing. Like if I don't edit a lot, like my first initial, like writing it out is pretty rough, but then I can go over it a few times and rework it. But mom breaking it down into the man went to the bus stop, you know, whatever, like she would read it in such an annoying way that, but it broke it down. So obviously poor. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it helps you because like, otherwise you, you read it in your head and the way you read it and the way you talk is not necessarily the way that it actually is read by everyone else. So that was really helpful for me. And and Um, that was kind of like, um, Ben was kind of our, of course, being the first, the guinea pig. And Ben, even though he did do IEW, he wouldn't have ever have written anything really long. And then he took, you know, some online classes and and his, I think it was an English teacher, you know, was super pleased by his writing, which, of course, pleased us as well. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean... The length, yeah, probably not super, super long, but some, I mean, that, and that was the other hard part is practice is so like, I mean, I feel it a lot, you know, even until within, since I've been married, I would do that where I would literally type it up on my phone real quick. Like what I was going to write a note to Rissa or something like that, just because I didn't want to have to think about spelling. I didn't want to have to think about like, I could just focus on writing it. And now after doing that for a while, I just got comfortable enough again where I could just write it out. And I feel like I can write most of the words, uh, you know, uh, fine, but, uh, yeah, and I so. think that's what a rough draft is. You right. just, you just get your thoughts down and you're not worrying about mechanics very mm-hmm. much the first time that can come later, you know, as you go refine it. But right. I, Debbie, you were, you, I think it was the last time you were on, or maybe a couple times ago, uh, you were talking about spelling. Uh, Justine asked, what's the name of the spelling app that you maybe mentioned this time or last time okay i'll look that up but what i was going to say to what you guys just said was that's really the again needs to be stressed that not to not to worry about the mechanics when your kids are writing something for the first time because it will just squelch it like let them write it wrong and you know write it incompletely and with fragments and then go back and fix it another time or you know whatever don't i just feel like um, certain personality types, especially can, it can just drive them nuts to let them, even if you're sitting near them to let them do that. But that's part of the writing process that lots of people do and go through. Okay. I'm going to try and while while you look that up, I mean, I, and I think I shared this story before I can remember that, uh, you know, we would send thank you notes to my grandmother, uh, and she would correct them and, you know, and it, and it didn't make us feel very warm and fuzzy. We still talk about it. But, you know, the point was she missed out. She missed the point and then really caused us not to want to write her because we were too afraid that she was going to, you know, correct us or, you know, send them back with red marks on them. Um, And really, that's not what that does not foster a love of writing. It really hinders that. It makes you fearful for writing. Right. So it's called Spelling Notebook. It's free. And, um. Yeah, Mia, that's it. Mia said, interesting, when the child who doesn't write easily took a public speaking class, she was amazing at writing speeches. She found if she writes as if she's talking to someone, she gets it. If it's an essay, she freezes. 
I feel like kind of on the note of like in business and stuff, because I send a lot of emails, uh, you know, and, and obviously there's things like Grammarly now and things like that, which help tremendously. Uh, but Say that uh, again. What is it, Ben, just so everybody knows? Grammarly is a Chrome extension you can download and install. Uh, it just tells you everything and it is so helpful uh, because Pat said my 22 year old still asks me to read over all the business texts or emails she needs to send. Uh, yeah. But I think it's also helpful as to one is to most people do not put a lot much effort in uh, writing, even in business. I mean, all the emails I get, no one cares. No one really, unless it's like a proposal that's very, very like put together nicely that that does matter. But um, and then the other thing I think is like, because sometimes I think when you're going through the program, obviously they're turning it into, you know, here's all the different, the correct stuff. Here's the perfect way to do it. Here's how you're supposed to do it. Have all these ways, keep the sentences this long, keep the paragraphs this long. But then if you like actually look at really good writers, they tend to not follow all of those things very well. Like, you know, people make fun of me for doing really long sentences, but like, if you read like a history book, like I, I was reading one, I counted, it was over a paragraph or basically a paragraph length of one sentence just because they kept using semicolons, you know? So like, or people, they say, don't use said, use he exclaimed, you know, he, whatever. But then you read like the Lord of the Rings and it just constantly talks about how he said, she said, because, you know, so understanding, like, I think that the freedom to communicate is more important in the end, I think, than the ability to well, follow I, the, I the even, rules exactly. <laughs> I remember even, you know, because we were taught, you know, that that every paragraph had to have kind of a, right. a thought conclusion. And yeah. then you go into and I can remember uh, being at a some kind of marketing thing for churches and this lady who was a, you know, marketer she was saying forget those rules she goes you go three sentences start a new paragraph you know three sentences start a new paragraph and that just all changed you know just because that's the way it looks now yeah i mean it's not it's not a concrete thing i still though can't just yesterday or today i was going to write something and send it to my boss about something and i was going to put a lot and i'm like i feel like stuck because i was you know, in Institute for Excellence Writing, this is not a bad thing, but it says do not use the word a lot. It's one of those, uh, I don't remember what they call them, but basically, you know, don't use it was big or whatever. Use it was, you know, gigantic or whatever. But a lot is one of those. So every time I ever go to just say it, I'm like, I got to come up with some other word other than a lot because it just doesn't, you know, it's too, it's a lazy word or whatever. Right, so, right, right. Some of those things. Well, stick. hey, Debbie, we're, we're just about out of time. Um, how about just a concluding thought? Um, you know, to the mom who might be listening, who really feels like she just has a, a reluctant writer who's just stuck. And, you know, maybe it's a battle. Maybe it's a, you know, that feeling of like, they should be getting this by now. What do you say to that mom? First of all, I'd want to know their age. Um, if they're, you know, under 12, I would not worry about it much at all. Um, uh, actually, I would say out of our eight kids, our best writers are also our biggest readers. So, you know, don't minimize reading aloud to them or reading with them or having them read. I think that's a really important step that people don't necessarily tie into. My daughter, who's written three fiction novels for teens, um, she says, she always says it's, she thinks it's because she read so much. She just, right. but that's the other thing. Uh, she's just, like I said, she was a natural writer and I can take no credit for 
you know, the fact that she loves to write and wrote books by the time she was 14. I had nothing to do with it, honestly, except for giving her the time to practice and to write. You know, if you're doing school all day long, your kids don't have time to get good at what they're already gifted in. But for the reluctant writer, if they're under 12, don't sweat it, don't worry about it, it'll come. I remember someone saying once that even like for grammar, you could skip grammar all of elementary and do one year of it in middle school or early high school and they can catch up and learn pretty much everything in grammar they need to know in that one year just because they are much more able to process it and understand it at that point. For the reluctant writer, I would just say just once they hit a certain age where like, you know, probably middle school, high school, you just got to plug away. I don't, I don't expect my reluctant boy writers to become authors, you know, I do want them to be able to somewhat communicate <laughs> and you know ours aren't all college bound so it's a lot harder if they are because they're going to write a ton in college and that's you know a different beast but um otherwise i think you just, you just do what we talked about you um just give them whatever can kind of interest them and take it slow and steady and eventually it'll it'll get more comfortable well um it feels weird thanking my wife for being on the show, but we are thankful because, uh, again, it's not always easier getting her on the show. But um, if you've got some other ideas, like that you'd like Debbie to maybe uh, some thoughts that she'd like you'd like to ask, or maybe that she could talk on, maybe a specific uh, thing that you're addressing in your homeschool or you're perplexed in your homeschool, um, that would be a great show to have her on again and maybe answer some of those questions. But I want to thank you, Mom, for listening. Uh, I hope you're not discouraged. I hope you don't feel like you're all alone in this because every mom who's ever taught writing to more than one child um, feels that way. Um, and maybe if you're just taught one child, maybe you feel that way. Um, but have a great week. Have a great weekend. Easter's coming. And don't forget to smile. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you have another topic you'd like us to cover, please feel free to message us over on Facebook. Also, again, we just want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this Mind Homeschooler. Their new version of their curriculum is incredible, and we'd encourage you to go check out a free demo over at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.